Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Say What Again Billy podcast. Another beautiful day on the East Coast. It does appear that we are getting early spring, consistently 50 to 65 degrees. So I hope wherever you are listening to, the weather is just as good as we are having here in the Bronx. And to get into some news before the episode, if you are a wrestling fan, the most iconic wrestler from at least my days, Razor Ramon, or better known as Scott Hall, has passed away at the age of 63 this past Monday. He succumbed to a complication during surgery and ultimately had to be taken off life support and passed away. So the WWE is now grieving a wrestler that was very iconic and part of the Wolfpack, NWO, and very iconic to the WWE. So it's very sad news if you are a wrestling fan. And um, he had a great speech that basically, in a nutshell, paraphrasing here, uh, hard times don't last, but uh, bad guys last forever. And uh, Razor Ramon, Scott Hall, rest in peace. Kind of unfortunate, the last few episodes I had to make some kind of announcement in my news segment about icons passing away, but comes to a reality that you know all good things come to an end especially childhood heroes or tv shows directors actors and scott hall was definitely an icon for myself when i was into wrestling at it as a kid he had my all-time favorite finishing move the razor's edge and uh we all will remember scott hall um in other news we have something coming from china yet again i don't know if you guys heard the news about this but we have a spider that is supposed to be making its way to the area of the United States in the early spring. According to Axios, Washington, D.C., researchers from the University of Georgia announced that an invasive species of spiders called large Juro spiders are expected to colonize the entire East Coast this spring. Researchers say that one of the spider's characteristics is the recent hatchlings traveling using the webs as parachutes and letting the wind take them long distances. But scientists have also found that, as well as floating on a breeze, juros are also excellent hitchhikers and stowaways. In fact, many think the spider first arrived in the United States in 2013 after catching a ride on a shipping container from Japan to China. So we have to worry about some spiders, and that report was from IGN on Instagram. You can find them at at IGN.com on Instagram, and just go to the website. So that was from also a report from Georgia University. We are going to have some flying spiders coming to the East Coast this spring. So if you have arachnophobia, you are in for the most terrifying part of your life. And also, if also if I read correctly, these spiders. Um, are poisonous, but they are too small or their fangs are too small, something to that extent that they can't bite. So um, this is just a horrific time. If you are a person that has arachnophobia, these spiders are going to parachute from the sky and, um, you know, cause quite a fright. If you want to look at the picture of them, they are probably the size of an infant hand and they have this like really psychedelic color um, green, red, yellow, black. They basically look like a warning. Don't come near me. Uh, you can go online, Google that and you'll see these spiders. Now this episode, we are talking about a cryptid called the Windingo. Now I actually didn't know too much about the Windingo. 
until I actually watched an episode of Supernatural. Now, season one of Supernatural, which is definitely my favorite season, because the writers of the show used a whole bunch of actual cryptids, folklore, urban legends, and ghost stories, and incorporated it into the show. And that's which basically captivated me to become a fan of Supernatural, because growing up a fan of the paranormal, you are privy to all the ghost stories, folklores, urban legends, and they had things like vampires, werewolves, the white, the lady in white, um, and a whole bunch of other things that were from actual paranormal lore onto the show. But I firmly believe, because I didn't actually look this up, I'm going based off memory. In season one, they had an episode where they had to go into the forest to investigate murders. Uh, something was going on, and the Winchesters would look at these odd cases in the news and eventually go to the location of this odd news report and look into what was going on because if they saw a odd news report, they knew that something was going on and because they were hunters of paranormal, they would go and take care of it. And in one of the episodes, they venture into a forest on the East Coast and come across a Wendigo. And the Wendigo is actually, in fact, a... Native American lore of a type of spirit or demonic spirit or cryptid that many people believe actually do exist. So I'm going to give you some details of the Wendigo as per Wikipedia. The Wendigo is a mythological creature or evil spirit which originates from folklore of the First Nations based in and around the East Coast, forests of Canada, the Great Plains regions of the United States, and Great Lake regions of the United States and Canada grouped in modern ethology and speakers of Algonquin family languages. The Wendigo is often said to be a malevolent spirit, sometimes depicted as a creature with human-like characteristics which possess human beings. The Wendigo is known to invoke feelings of unstable greed or hunger, the desire to cannibalize other humans, as well as the prosperity to commit murder in those that fall under its influence. At odds with the portrayals in the 20th century and 21st century set culture, in some indigenous representations, the Wendigo is described as a giant humanoid with a heart of ice, foul stench, or sudden unseasonable chill might proceed in its approach, possibly due to the long-time identification by Europeans with their own superstitions about werewolves. So, the reason I find the Wendigo interesting to talk about is what Wikipedia listed there is telltale signs of typical paranormal activity. Stenches, smells in the air, weird urges, and the temperature change of coldness. And there's a lot of affiliation with paranormal to ghosts making themselves known by exactly that. Also, on the East Coast, if you actually pull up disappearances and murders in the woods, there is a long list of unsolved cases of murder that bodies were found in the woods and people actually going missing. So the Native Americans, and we're going to go with the Algonquins here because it basically spawned from that tribe, said that there was something in the woods that 
looked demonic and there are multiple descriptions of the wind dingo so there's two descriptions one is a humanoid with horns skeleton like face and a humanoid body now the horns are kind of like some type of deer or other animal that have horns protruding diagonally or sideways from the head and then there is another de depiction of the wendigo with a horse or moose like head horns and a human body so you have one that has a human head with horns coming out and then the other one that actually has like a deer like head and horns coming out and there's a lot of tale and folklore from Native Americans, the Algonquins, of their people going out to hunt and disappearing or actually turning to be like cannibalistic, turning on their own tribes people and killing them. And some of the Native Americans, when they went out on a hunt, wouldn't come back. Now, again, in if you pull up Google and type in mysterious disappearances in the forests of the East Coast or murders on in the forest the east coast there's a lot and my assumption or theory is maybe just maybe there's something going on with this cryptid and we don't know about it now there's a lot of weird sightings on the east coast and most of the time people go to the bigfoot theory that you know bigfoot was what they seen but can't identify it's a animal that we never seen before but what if because of ancient, well, I'm not saying ancient, but the first people, the Native Americans, um, what they saw and they wrote about and their folklore became something that we know about today. What if it was the Wendigo? Now, the urge for cannibalism or the urge to murder, greed and all that, that's something that people typically have, you know, we hear about it when we hear these horrendous stories on the news about people killing one another and doing certain things and the Native Americans classify this Wendigo as demonic. That's one of the classifications. It could be an all-out cryptid just roaming the plains of this earth to be discovered by people that are unfortunate to see it or a demonic spirit. And a reason I would believe something to this extent with the Wendigo is that you know, based on religion, every religion has you know, a demonic or negative side with things that happen because of the, let's call it the dark side. And we have these unfortunate events that happen. So what if the Native Americans were privy to this thing and this demonic cryptid is something that actually exists? And we hear all these crazy stories about terrible things happening and we go out on a limb and say, well, it's because the person was, you know, no good or, you know, crazy in the head. But do we really actually take into consideration that it could be something otherworldly inhabiting people to do things that, you know, they don't want to do, such as killing or killing or taking oneself, uh, one's life? We really don't know. Now, the Windingo sightings are something that you don't hear too often nowadays, but there are reports of people seeing things that don't really match the description of, of a Bigfoot sighting. You know, they'll say they saw something um, larger or more reptilian or deer-like. There's also reports, which is kind of scientifically proven, of deer 
basically eating other deer. Now, I don't know the exact scientific term for this, um, but it's a it's a disease that deer is sick, and the deer will look and act differently, and it's a type of. I'm trying to actually Google the the name of it. Um, just bear with me for a second. But these deer become sick because of something in the woods. And they end up eating of the deer and they don't act normal. So if you're out in the woods and you see this deer eating another deer or eating another animal, you'd say to yourself, well, this is off. And you might assume that you've just seen something maybe supernatural. I have a report here. This is from actually National Geographic. Never before seen deer spotted eating human bones. Now this happens because of the sickness in the deer. Um, so if you Google that, you'll actually be able to see that. But just think about walking through the woods that night and potentially seeing a deer eating flesh. Because deer are herbivores. They eat plants, berries, and like grain. And if you this deer happens to have a sickness you're going to think that it's something otherworldly or, you know, cryptid or paranormal. There's a show that I used to watch on the, I believe it was the Travel Channel, and it was called These Woods Are Haunted. And I would say about 7 out of 10 episodes would really talk about Bigfoot. Other episodes were something actually paranormal, and then there was a few episodes, one I remember about reptilians, but a few episodes about it being something that wasn't Bigfoot. Um, more of a demonic whole figure with horns and red eyes and things like that. So when you hear these actual stories, you go and you say to yourself, well, what if the Algonquins actually did have a cryptid-like creature or were seeing demonic entities in the, you know, times before in the woods? Now, one other Native American folklore or urban legend is about the Skinwalker. And the Skinwalker is actually more documented than the Wendigo. So if you believe in the Skinwalker, why would you take less consideration into believing about the Wendigo? The Skinwalker is actually so well documented that I believe in Arizona, there was an actual Native American tribe that issued or appointed a police force to investigate Skinwalker activity in parts of Arizona, New Mexico, um, and I think another part of another state, there was a, a tribe that appointed these police officers and when they were heard or overheard of a skinwalker um, case or something that was paranormal, these Native American police officers would go to the location and investigate. Now, if you can go as far as believing in a skinwalker and going to that extent of hiring a police force to investigate, then quite frankly, you never know what, what you can find if you did that for the East Coast. Now, I don't don't put it past the government to actually have a force that investigates paranormal things because in the world of UFOs and UFOlogy, we are hearing a lot of news that I think back in 2007, or maybe I got my years mixed up, 2007 or 17, there was an actual group that was secretly appointed to start investigating these UFO reports. So I don't actually disbelieve that there is um, a group 
investigating paranormal activity. I'm pretty sure there are agents out there that investigate things like this, especially when it goes into the cases of all these disappearances about people disappearing in the woods and never being found. Now, yes, I do understand that people can go into the woods, get lost, starve to death, and deteriorate, especially more in the summer or times of the seasons where it's hot because you deteriorate faster when it's hot. But in the winter, people go missing and they don't get found. So there's a, I know there's a multitude of, multitude of things that can happen, bears eating humans and other things like that. But at an alarming rate, there are people disappearing in the woods and things happening. And you go back to things like these urban legends and folklores from the Algonquins, the Native Americans, and you have to consider, you know, what did they see? And I always believe one thing, you know, I don't believe the paranormal right away, but I do believe that these legends and folklore and urban legends come from something that people had seen in the past. Couple episodes ago, or my last episode, I spoke about UFOs and the ancient people putting things down on stones and the Egyptians putting things down on hieroglyphics because they saw something physically and needed a way to document it. Write it on a wall and write it on a stone, and this is what we saw. Now, back then, if they saw something substantial that wasn't what they were used to seeing regularly, like animals and you know, regular stars and things in the sky, if they saw something, they'd write it down modern-day archaeologists look at these hieroglyphics and look at these writings and be like, well, we don't know what they are drawing here because it doesn't look like anything that would be around at that their time. You heard me speak about an archaeologist finding hieroglyphics when one actually looked like a helicopter and they knew that helicopters didn't exist at the time, but the ancient people drew it down to show that they'd seen something like that. So what I'm getting at is here is if there's reports from Native Americans many, many years ago speaking and giving these urban legends, they had to see something that was weird or paranormal unless they, in fact, maybe came across these deer that get this sickness, which I actually tried to look for the exact terminology and I cannot find it, but there is a term for when these deer get sick and start eating other deer. I don't think it's rabies. That's why I didn't say rabies. It's another term um, for specifically for deers when they do this. Um, but these people, these Algonquin, these Native Americans, and there's two other tribes as well that spoke of this story, had, had to be seeing something at their time that was not regular or normal to them. And they wrote this story down and told this story. And years later, we have a story that we discuss and we call it a folklore or an urban legend, but in fact, it could possibly be true. As I said before, we see these really negative reports on the news and these disappearances in the woods and we question whether the person you know just didn't care and just did it anyways because they're low lives or just bad people um we have people that are sick and are genuinely sick and have depression and do crazy things but you have to question in the world what if there are demonic forces at hand here and there's different types and causing people to do crazy things as we look back on the wind and go and what the Wikipedia says about the Wendigo, it's something that causes fear and dread and greed. It causes um, people to cannibalize one another. And these are types of things that happen in paranormal events. Um, and you have to question maybe 
sometimes when bad things happen, disappearances happen, there's demonic things at play. And if you go take a scroll through like the top 10 serial killers, they're all sick in the head and say some crazy things. Charles Manson being one of them. So you have to count, take into consideration that maybe at one point in time, Native Americans were telling a tale that might in fact be real. So that's actually going to conclude this episode of the Say What Again Billy podcast about the Wendigo, another cryptid that we spoke about from Native American folklore. Um, not too much of a big episode, just wanted to touch into the cryptid, the Wendigo, because it's something that has come up. But still to this day is not talked about as much. Matter of fact, if you scroll on iFunny, once in a while you'll see a meme about the Wendigo. Most of them are about skinwalkers nowadays, but something I really wanted to touch on. You can find the Say What Again Billy podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Google Podcasts, um, and many other outlets. If you want to see my Instagram page, it is SWAB underscore podcast on Instagram. That's short for Say What Again Billy podcast. And I'd like to thank the Anchor app for letting me get my podcast idea out there and have this podcast about paranormal. And if you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the free app that lets you get your podcasting idea out there totally free, giving you the tools that you need to edit your podcast from your phone, tablet, and or computer. So if you have a podcasting idea, download the Anchor app and get to it and hope everyone comes back for another episode this has been another episode of the say what again billy podcast